0: Hi, I'm Rachel Dillon.
1: And I'm Marcus Dillon.
0: And this podcast is Who's Really the Boss, where we highlight the joys
1: and challenges
0: of running a business with your spouse or family.
1: Our mission is to strengthen families and businesses by helping listeners avoid the mistakes we have made so they can lead
0: and live happily ever after. Welcome back to Who's Really the Boss podcast.
1: It's a good day. Thanks for having me back.
0: Yeah, it is a good day. We have like a 40 uh, degree spread in weather, so starting the day out at like 44 degrees, ending the day at 84 degrees, so it should be a great day.
1: Sure, and spring has officially uh, sprung. I guess it's here, and so good time of year. I hope most of our Friends and peers in the accounting industry can see uh, the light at the end of the tunnel. By the time that they're listening to this, hopefully it's very close to being over as far as the April 15th deadline and our team as well. So um, I know that some of the team that's involved in the tax process has been really doing a great effort and putting in uh, the time that's necessary, even though it's not crazy uh, by any means compared to others in the industry but doing what's necessary to make sure that the clients are served and all work is done and done well. So talking about a uh, team and kind of attaching to our last conversation around team and hiring and things like that has brought us to today.
0: Yeah. So we're on the second episode of hassles of hiring or the second, uh podcast in the series of Hassles of Hiring. And so I know on our last uh, episode, the first episode in the series, we talked a little bit about where do we find good people? Is there a magic place that they're hanging out? And once you find that magic place, then you have uh, all your problems solved, all the answers to all the problems that you're currently having around talent and uh, human resources So I know that you kind of let people down on the last episode that there is not a magic pool where just the right candidates are hanging out. So, um, you want to give a little bit of a recap on some of the details from that?
1: Yeah. That, that fountain of youth that everybody, um, used to be a fountain of youth to keep you young, but now it's that fountain of youth, uh, youthful talent, um, that to keep your business going. So Unfortunately, that pool does not exist, or we're just not lucky enough to have found it either. So, um, But yeah, the the recap that we kind of went through is the one or two or three degrees of separation that have been successful for us in the past to find the right team members, that process of making sure that they're a good fit, uh, still believe in hire slow, fire fast, as far as even in the environment that we're in today, where people are feel like they have to speed that up, but making sure um, that it's still a good fit on both sides because you're you're dealing with humans and personalities, and that is a person on the other side of that conversation. So you want them to go into it fully aware, and then I think um, you know that that's kind of what we talked about. Um, there may have been another point in there or two that I missed. I'm, it was. People can always go back.
0: Making sure that you have a business where uh, the people who work within your team are able to provide value. They're able to make impact and have um, some sort of fulfillment out of what they do for the majority of their day. And so I think that that's also uh, really important that you have a place to work where people want, want to work and can feel good about the work that they're doing.
1: Sure. Uh, I think the only other thing uh, that just came to mind was where my risk um, profile is different than your risk profile. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners are probably similar to me to where if you come across a really good candidate, you're going to take the chance and bring them on the bus. Maybe if, you know, with the assumption that then you can go out and get the work that needs to be done, uh, whether organically or inorganically, like just to make sure that you've got the team and uh, the best team members. So you don't want to pass on a good candidate um, for whatever reason.
0: Yeah. So today uh, we want to talk about now that you have identified the right people. So you have candidates or prospective team members that you you want to make an offer to today. We want to talk about how do you compete with other businesses or most likely maybe bigger businesses? I know in our industry, It feels like that there are larger companies can offer uh, different compensation packages to uh, new team members that are joining. And so really wanted to talk about how do the we'll say the little guys, how do the little guys compete uh, in this market where there there is um, not a shortage, but definitely a challenge to get the best talent on your team?
1: People have a choice, uh, prospective team members have a choice in where they go apply. And I think that's the, that's the number one thing to take, a like to start with is if you have an open job, those team members or prospective team members know your, your size of your business most likely. And they're the ones that are putting in their resume or raising their hand that they want to join your team. Um, so that right there don't feel like you're tricking them or deceiving them that they're coming to work for a large organization, like hopefully they've done their background on your team and want to be a part of something smaller a small business uh, there are advantages to small business over large corporations and um the big players, I guess if you will, so you really have to play up those advantages um. Uh, That's what we've done. We've we've been successful in that. And most of the people that have come to work for us and the people that go to work for our clients, they know that there's a give and a take between what a large corporation could offer and, I guess, the fulfillment that comes with being a part of a small business and having a bigger impact on others.
0: Yeah, so here in our conversation, we're just assuming that there is a discrepancy Uh, perhaps in base pay, as far as maybe if you're a smaller business, that your base salary that you could offer may be lower than what a larger corporation could potentially offer to somebody. And um, one thing that we've done, once we have identified the right candidate, we have just been upfront and open and asked them, do you have a specific salary or compensation requirement Uh, to meet the needs of your family or to meet your financial goals. And that way, that is very clear and upfront from the beginning so that we know if it's not going to be a good fit, we don't want to waste anyone's time and we can let them know there probably are other options that they could pursue. But what attracted them to our firm? So really, the first thing that we look at is it's not necessarily just about the number that is the base salary in the person's uh, contract or employment agreement, but really that there are there are benefits. And so talking through those things with the potential prospect is... Do you value other things besides the number on your paycheck? Or is that really what you're striving for? There's no judgment either way. We, you know, it's just more about finding the right fit for that person. And that's really that's really our calling is to help people, you know, be better off, whether they join our team, they become part of Dylan CPAs, they become a client, or if we can help find them something else that matches what they're looking for.
1: Sure. I think if you're the business owner um there are ways that even you can be creative uh, as a smaller nimble company in even promoting um you know there are different ways to make compensation and in a large organization that may not be available so even if their their drive is around wages or compensation like dollar compensation um you know We've we've incentivized people that are driven by that um, to to produce, and ultimately it comes down to production. So is it, hey, here's how you can make some extra wages. Um, you know, examples of that are um, referring team members, uh, referring prospects. Maybe there's a new product line that we could look at, and you're the champion of that, and we come with some creative. Uh, compensation arrangement. So, those type of ideas are probably more likely to exist in a smaller organization as opposed to a large corporate one, where you may have a little bit more red tape uh, to battle. And so, um, but yeah, you know they've done the research. Hope hopefully you've got kind of an open conversation. A lot of times, when we have new team members uh, starting. We, you know there's there's trust that has to be there because they may be making a lateral move uh, making about the same maybe a little less maybe a little bit more depending on where they're coming from and so there's trust that has to evolve and where you ultimately like our promise um, to those team members is here's what year one probably will look like you know if if you're productive, if the team is productive, if we're hitting goals, you may make X as part of your total compensation package. But we're not in a position to start you off at base pay of X of that same amount because then there's no motivation. There's no ring at the end of the race uh, to go achieve. And so we, we typically will start someone at a base and then um speaking from from our side we you know we compensate a few different times a year based on performance of the individual and of the team. so um that's a hurdle to get over uh with some people because prospects are coming to you with maybe some baggage, and they don't maybe trust uh, employers uh, because of a bad experience in their past, and so hopefully you can get over that because there's there's been something in the interview process or the introduction to that relationship that you can speak into, or they know a little bit more about you and the integrity of your business.
0: Yeah. So we have um, looked at not just a base pay number, but also looking at Merit bonuses based on individual performance, looking at team bonuses based on collective uh, team goals that we're meeting, and then also kind of like commission based bonuses. So if they're helping uh, identify new team members or new clients to come to Dillon CPA, so definitely not uh, the end of the road as far as this is your base pay. So this is what you're going to end at at the end of the year. Um, So those are great. And then Besides that, um, you can also offer uh, benefits as a small business. It does look a little bit different. So both health care and retirement benefits. And just wanted to go through some options that small business owners have, um, some of the advantages of providing those other than just attracting good talent, uh, good people for your team.
1: Yeah. Whenever you're building your ideal uh, benefits package, you have to... Look at what you value as the owner and then also what your ideal team member, your existing team members, what they value as well. So um, a lot of the typical conversations exist around retirement benefits and healthcare benefits, but there's also additional um, PTO and things like that that are maybe non-monetary that you can weave in to that total compensation package. And so, from a from the healthcare perspective, we all know how difficult healthcare insurance is to navigate. So it's really finding the right partner there um, to make sure that you've just got the best options that exist for your team. Like the census is the word of uh, your team that's going to be on those benefits. And so, once you have, you know, a menu of plans available for your team members, including yourselves maybe as the owners, um, building out some type of um, option system to where you can provide a base level benefit to that team if, if they value it. Um, and if they value that part of the benefits package more than either you value it or other team members value it, like it's an individual decision, then they can actually elect to take some of their compensation and increase the benefits that they receive. So um, a great example of that is you may have a, you know, an HMO or a base level insurance plan in place, and you provide that to the team at a certain percentage, um, you know, whether it's 50, 75, 100%. And if they want to, if they value healthcare enough, health insurance enough to, increase the benefit amount, then they're taking their dollars and doing that. But as an employer, you are setting a base that you feel comfortable with, that you can budget around. And so um, healthcare is is a big talking point. And that's where big corporations usually went out because they have the leverage from a greater census to go negotiate healthcare rates and get a better a better kind of healthcare plan together.
0: Yeah. And then in addition to that, um, I like that you mentioned the fact that you don't necessarily have to pay 100% of that plan or pay a, a top. You have a range of options to be able to still provide healthcare um, and you can provide it at a level that matches or reflects the importance to each individual team member. So, um, you know, everyone is different on what they value and where they want their dollars to go. But having that as an option that people can pick and choose, and then you having the option to provide 50, $75, a hundred percent of that base plan um, that is up to you as well as the employer and as your budget allows and so uh, that's really great and then also looking at long-term savings in retirement there are also options there and that's something that's very important personally to you and me and so that's a way um, just a place that we can help influence especially as we talk about our younger team members who may or may not be on that same train of thought as far as thinking years and years and years down the road. Now that we are much wiser than um, maybe we were at one time, thankfully came from backgrounds of knowing that long-term savings was important and could start young on that. But definitely there are options there as well.
1: Yeah, I think you equate retirement uh, there's a saying out there uh, saving for retirement or long term savings it's kind of like uh, the best time to plant a tree and that was ten years ago and if if you weren't fortunate enough to plant that tree ten years ago, then the best time to start or plant that tree is today and so the same goes hand in hand with long term savings and retirement so um, obviously it's great once you're to that point profit wise to provide that base level benefit to your team and, and take advantage of it yourself as business owners. So you can start relatively small with, with IRAs and a simple IRA at the business level is a great starting point. It's low cost, low maintenance, not much administrative to that. You could step it up from there and go you know, traditional 401k and do things like safe harbor 401k to make sure that you know exactly what that testing looks like at year end. And there's a little bit more administration to a 401k, but there's more benefit to you as an owner to defer tax dollars potentially. And you have to go into any retirement planning discussion from an employer perspective, knowing employee cost. And so that's, that, that's truly the, the expense to look at, not necessarily what the 401k administrator is going to charge you or what that side of it looks like. Um, From there, you can just add on additional. So 401k to profit sharing component to then even expand it further to maybe a cash balance plan or some deferred comp uh, benefit built into there as well. And so we're fortunate enough to be able to talk through and plan some of that out with our business clients uh, and really use the model that our most successful clients have already done that we learned from personally. And we were able to take some of that and then we do it and then pass that information on to other clients and other friends. So we're constantly evaluating that as small business owners and um, we value long-term retirement so we're going to put an amount into our team members retirement account regardless if they have the available cash today to do that and by doing that it allows us to contribute amounts to retirement as well because we know that they're being taken care of we're meeting certain testing requirements Um, and at the end of the day you want to, you just want to provide like that's ultimately when you boil down benefits for team members, you want to give them something beyond like compensation, like wages. Um, and in the market today around talent, it's amazing to see that people are not just looking at dollars. They are looking at what are these other benefits that come along with the position and building that out as a small business, you have a lot more flexibility to build something out to work ideally for you and for your ideal team that you're building.
0: Yeah, that's great. And so we looked at um, adding to base pay with bonuses that comes from both um, individual performance and also team goals and also could be a commission base. So they're bringing more Into your business, either through um, either through bringing additional team members or um, introducing new prospective clients, and then looked at benefits from healthcare to long-term savings and retirement, which really that's a win-win the business owner benefits from both of those things, as well as the team members and as well as attracting new team members. So really, that is a win-win all the way around. If you haven't considered that previously, just feeling like maybe that wasn't where you wanted to spend a budget or didn't feel like you could, that's something that you could definitely plan look at evaluate um, and then maybe be able to offer that in the future and then the last thing that we like to talk about definitely is lifestyle so we know that when you are going to work for or have experienced in the past maybe i can't say we know for sure um, but definitely based on past experience when you go to work for a larger corporation and you have a very large base salary the amount of responsibility and time commitment. Um, I don't know what the phrase is probably in that contract, but like other assigned duties or other assigned responsibilities is what the teacher um, contract said. So that really anything that was given to you or asked of you was definitely um, your responsibility. Like you agreed to that based on that we're paying you and this is what you will do. And so um, definitely lifestyle is something else that can be um, a negotiating tool, definitely finding out what that prospect values. Do they value time? Do they value time off? Do they value time with their family flexibility? Um, So just where they're working from, how they're working, when they're working, those are all things also to consider and talk about when you have that perfect candidate and are looking at things um, as far as compensation, other than just a base salary.
1: Yeah, those are those non-monetary benefits. They they may cost you a little bit of opportunity, um, but other than that, you're probably not, you know, using budget. So maybe as you're growing your business or becoming more profitable to the point where then you want to provide budget for the benefits that do require cash flow. Maybe you kind of couple. You know, it's a scale. You know, you you're able to balance out these non-monetary go a little bit heavier with those early on, and then work into the ones like healthcare and retirement that cost dollars. So um, an easy one is just hours of work. And one, you can do, hey, work whenever, if you're a true production model, work when it's best for you. And then you can also set office hours. Uh, That's something that we do here. and, And year round, you know, our Fridays or um, half day all year long. And so I know that some team members, depending on time of year projects they may have, you know, they may use that extra time as really downtime to dig in and get some stuff done, but it's not expected of them to be in, in office or in front of their computer, uh, after one on Friday. Now that comes with a lot of trust and that trust has to be earned or it can be taken away. So, as long as we're productive and serving clients, like that's what we look at on our side. Um, Not all businesses can make that call, but you can be creative uh, from that hours worked environment. Um, The other, the other dial to kind of, you know, play with is PTO and looking at what a competitive, you know, PTO or holiday or time off plan looks like. I know that Unlimited PTO is is widely discussed in businesses, and you just you have to make sure that whatever you land on works for you as the owner and works for your team. So, unlimited PTO is definitely all the rage and is very buzzworthy. But there are negatives to uh, unlimited PTO um, from the employee side because they may not use. Uh, the amount that they have if you were just out front and tracked that pto by by hour by day so um but yeah that that's a few things the other thing we're seeing um you know we compete against large larger employers and a lot of our small business clients are the same way Um, people are looking to change and then they are more willing to move down to a smaller firm or a smaller business because of the lifestyle that that hopefully will bring with it. So I know that when we have like the compensation, like the dollar conversation with prospective team members, um, we we almost have to say, hey, boil it down to your true hourly rate of what you're making per hour. And I guarantee we'll be better. And the only way to, to know that honestly is after a full year but people get caught up on a on an annual amount that and then they don't reflect on that they work 2600 hours to make that amount Um, and that's just not healthy it's not sustainable so um, the other thing that large employers place value on is some of these fluff benefits that are they really important to anybody at the end of the day or are they just talking points? And so, you know, some of those are um, where you can take your taxable dollars. It's not even a tax deduction and go put it in a special account for either a holiday fund or your workout, you know, um, routine, y- your gym membership, you're paying tax on that, you know, from the tax guide, I can see that. And is it just, your employer's helping you save your money so you can go do that. And then the other one that's become a talking point and kind of, you know, it's been discussed is like pet insurance. And it's like, okay guys, like, you know, we're to the point where it's like, what's the most important and it's just kind of evolved into nonsense over the years. And we're not being sponsored by any pet insurance companies. I assume anytime um, in the near future, But it's just, you know, when you look at your whole workforce, what's truly important? um...
0: Yeah. And then the other part of the lifestyle would be where they work from. So, Are they saving on mileage? And today, looking at gas prices, uh, are they saving on mileage and gas and parking and tolls that they may have been paying to drive somewhere where your business may be either remote, um, a hybrid situation, or just closer for them to be home? So they're not only saving some money, but then they're also saving some time not having to commute. And so that's a huge one as well. Also, looking at not every Every team member has to be a full-time team member. If you find someone really good that wants to work any, you know, any amount of hours, they want to contribute 15, 25, 30 hours per week, really consider what would that look like and what would be possible if that person was there? How could you compensate? Would it just require another part-time person or maybe there are things that could shift technology that could help take on some of the work maybe that you thought that person would do? Um, if somebody's working, they're happy with what they're doing, they're fulfilled, their efficiency is going to be through the roof. So where you thought you needed somebody at 40 hours that you're burning out who isn't being very effective, maybe if you have the right person at 30 hours, they can do the same amount of work that the other, you know, what you've had in mind um, for a full time plus person to do.
1: Yeah. If the other full time person's not happy and they spend 10, ten hours of their week looking for a new job and polishing their resume, you know, it's like, hey, let's uh let's go get the 30 hour person. So uh yeah, all really good points, but ultimately want to leave people with um as small employers, as smaller organizations and, and I don't even know what that means, like fifty employees and below, um you can compete overall. um, Don't feel like you're up against Goliath. um, Whenever you're trying to talk benefits and compensation package, there is unique things that you can bring to the table that they cannot. And part of that is being nimble and being able to be a little bit more individualistic in how you approach that team member compared to a large organization that that can't be that way. So um, but yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much the conversation on compensation and benefits, right?
0: Yeah. So I think, yeah, right. You just said it. Don't have that limiting belief that the good people are only available to bigger corporations or people who can pay a certain base salary. You have a lot to offer if you have been intentional about how you're setting up your business and what you're willing, um, how you're willing to change and adapt to that good person joining your team.
1: good stuff. Well, um, great conversation and look forward to the next one, the last one on uh, hassles of hiring.
0: Absolutely. Talk to you later. Thanks for hanging with us to the end of another episode. If you have thoughts, comments, or feedback you would like to share, please leave us a comment or review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Join us again next week for another great conversation.